welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. Today, I'll be your host, Joe Lazo, and I'm here with a new colleague, a new friend that I just made, Victor Perez. How are you today? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, Victor actually goes to the University of South Florida, USF College of Pharmacy, and I thought it'd be pretty cool to have him come on and kind of talk about his experience because I remembered when I was a pre-pharmacy student at UCF trying to figure out which school should I go to and why, and still never really figured that out. I just went with UF because of the brand, <laughs> but I think it's important for um, any students listening to make a conscious decision and make one that benefits their career if they know exactly what they want to do, or maybe location matters, or maybe they provide something that's different than another school that they're really interested in think is really cool, because I'm of the mindset that as long as you're an excellent student, you'll be able to get to anywhere you want to be in life. So it doesn't really matter the name or the brand. Just be great at what you do and it'll all work out. So Victor's here to represent the Bulls. Um, so, all right. So Victor, uh, I guess go ahead and start off, introduce yourself and let people know what year you're in. Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Victor Perez. I'm a third year pharmacy student at the University of South Florida, Tanasia College of Pharmacy. And I'm glad to be here to kind of represent the school and just, you know, have a good discussion on what USF has to offer and, you know, what to look for when you want applying. Yep. So right now, since you said you're in your third year, how would you say your overall experience is? Especially, I would definitely say with everything COVID happening, I'll definitely say it's been a roller coaster ride, at least for us. Um, the USF program, I know, um, correct me if, I wrong, if I'm wrong, but I know how UF tends to have like the flipped classroom. Yeah. Um, USF um, has never really intended to be in a flipped classroom format. It's always been in class. So being with classmates, going to lectures, and then being in front of professors and learning that way. So the transition, at least for us, has been a little bit rocky um, doing everything online. Overall, it's been a really good experience. The college has really facilitated trying to give us different opportunities to perfect our clinical skills. So part of ingrained into our curriculum are opportunities to do like practice counselings with um, patients in a clinical setting, um, interacting with other medical students through um, different activities. So it's been a, it's been a good experience, but definitely doing everything online has added that a bit more difficulty to it, but it's been great. So how personally like the switch to like a flipped classroom? Because I know it's, it was a big adjustment for me being at UCF and not having to deal with that. Yes. So it was very last minute kind of for the college <laughs> to, you know, just a fit, like just change everything into online because first we're in classroom, we're in our skills classes, everything is set up because you know that's how the program is. So to do everything virtually, it became much more of, I don't want to say a difficulty, but a barrier to, you know, learning the way that we're used to learning. But they've transitioned pretty well with the given the circumstances, but. Yeah, I would say that one benefit for us when um, whenever COVID happened is the fact that we kind of already have that flipped classroom. So it wasn't much to transition to going only online. It's an issue yeah. for the first year students because they don't know each other because we also have groups. So we have like teams. Um, I forgot how many teams we have all together, but usually somewhere between five to like six students are on one team. So it's a little bit different if you're in the second and third year, you kind of know your classmates already. But for your first year, that may be a bit challenging. If you're on a team, you don't know anybody, you're not really having any team bonding experiences because you're not really supposed to do things outside. 
and you can't hang out at school together really because most mostly everything is online. So with that, so now that it was kind of transitioned to online, is there any teams or is it just individual as far as um, your school? So with our curriculum, you know, we do something similar to teams. They're called academic groups, and it tends to be you're paired off um, with roughly four to five other classmates and you're with these classmates for the entire academic year and whenever we have any sort sort of assignment or group projects we stick and we do it with these students for the entire academic year and then for each year you're put in a new group of students so you get to interact with you know different working types and mm -hmm. interacting with different classmates who normally wouldn't usually sometimes and so um we do kind of have that interaction and we still in the online format we do have that still like academic group just everything's like through group me or teams and, but it's still there okay that's good. um all right so yeah so that's not much different from us because um we also change from year to year so like you said you have that one group that you're with um for the entire academic school year and then after that the next following year you should have a whole new group or maybe you still have one person from the old group yeah so what are the, some of the things that you love about USF? Some of the things that I love about the USF program um, for me. So with me, when I applied to pharmacy school, I only ended up applying to two schools. So USF and UF. Um, okay. What got me, at least for me and my learning style, more associated with USF was, well, I went there for undergrad. So I was used to the campus. I was kind of used to the program already. But also just being able to interact with my classmates one-on-one, -on -one, I feel like that's a great resource, especially going through pharmacy school. You do have those difficult times. So to have, you know, classmates there, you can interact like one-on-one -on -one in person and the same way with faculty, I knew was very beneficial for me and my learning. So that's kind of what got me like into really leaning towards USF was the structure of the, of the program. And then um, also the the simulations that we do. So in our skills class, we would go over, you know, how to use an inhaler, how to inject insulin, and then we'd learn the content in the classroom. And then we would have designated um, times in throughout the semester to interact with, uh, I guess, a fake patient, and then go over a case simulation on how to administer it and what to look out for. So we would do those every, about twice a semester in our skills course. And so that was really incorporated too. We do something similar, but that's usually once a semester. So you do it about twice with the fake patients? Yeah, so we would do it even at least in second year. We actually did it quite a few times. So we would go in like almost every two weeks and you would either um, learning how to administer Lovenox, blood pressure, insulin, INR, uh, mixing insulin. So it was a bunch of different clinical skills that we would utilize, I guess you would say in an ambulatory care setting. And then doing it with faculty or even a resident who would come in from the community and act as that patient. So they're also grading us. So we get that one-on-one -on -one feedback from them right afterwards. They tell us what we can improve on or what went well and um, how to improve for next time. Yeah, we have something for that for Skills Lab where we could have potential residents come and help and faculty members. And also um, sometimes it could the facilitator could be a one of the PhD students that have like a PharmD PhD. So one of the dual degree students um, that already finished their PharmD and now they're getting their PhD. So they'll also come in and help teach and facilitate and sometimes grade you. So that we have often, but as far as like, like a real in-depth 
like we call them OSCEs. So that's only usually about like once a semester or maybe once a year, depending on the year. So that's like, we only do that about once where I feel like that's like the real deal because <laughs> you have like the fake patients and that's where uh, they'll test you. <laughs> so it's like, it's not going to be straightforward. Like it would be like your, your skills lab or in our, in our skills lab, I should say. Yeah, we have our OSCEs at the end of the semester, too. It's usually once a semester. So we have this facility on campus. Um, it's kind of attached to the College of Nursing. So we currently on the USF campus, we don't have necessarily our own building, but it's the same facilities that nursing and medicine, what they use. So it's this facility called, the acronym is CACLS. Um, Center for Advanced Clinical Learning and Simulation. And it's just a bunch of clinical rooms. And there is a one-way mirror inside the room. So you would go in, sit down, speak with your patient. And then um, on the other side of the mirror is a faculty who's, you know, evaluating you and seeing your interactions and how you lead the conversation and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. And then... Is there anything that's unique to USF? Because I personally didn't apply there. So I honestly have no idea what their program was like. Oh, yeah. So um, you said like what's like specific to USF? Yeah. I think of anything specific or anything that like else that really stands out. So the university is a big, big research university. They're big about their research. And so that's incorporated into our curriculum. Um, I don't know if it's required for you guys at UF, but at least for us, we're required to do research in order to graduate. And so um, during at the beginning of second year, um, we have what's called a PLRP project or PLRP. So a pharmacy longitudinal research project. And you begin it at the beginning of second year and you work on it all the way up until graduation whenever you guys finish. Mm -hmm. But you and other classmates are in groups. in the past, you used to choose your classmates, but now you do it with your academic group. Okay. You guys come together and you're provided a list of either faculty or pharmacists who would be willing to be a mentor. And you interview them, like you as a group discuss which mentors you think would be best. You can interview them one-on-one and then you can rank and select. And then the pharmacist do the, the same. And so you match with your mentor. And then from there, you discuss with what kind of project you think would be you know, good for the group and what the group can decide. So for our research, um, you have the opportunity, you know, doing this project, it's required to graduate. You can either present it at research day at USF, which happens annually every year and different colleges within the USF health participate. You can either present it there. You can present it at um, mid-year with ASHP, which is one of the national organizations for pharmacy or you can go on to publishing it and it's up to the group to decide what they want to do and so i think that's something that's unique that usf does is that it gives that avenue for students to do more than what an average what you would see pharmacists like out in the community doing it'd be very beneficial if you're interested in doing a residency because you will have a project to do and some people have never done research so they might be kind of blown away if they do a residency. I personally, I did research in undergrad, so I kind of knew how that worked. And then um, I also did research while at UF, but I kind of pushed for that. And the school, and I kind of like how their school kind of requires it, and they have a longitudinal project. So it's not, hey, 
you have like a short amount of time. It's not like an elective or anything, but it's, hey, you have an extended amount of time and you have group, like your group that can assist you with it. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Um, wow. That's like, that's really cool. That's really interesting. That's definitely unique. I haven't heard of other schools doing that. I'm interested to see if any other ones do, but I could see that definitely swaying you to go to USF because once again, you would have to rely on preceptors to take or teachers that want to take you as a student for research instead of it being mm-hmm. in your program. So that's pretty yeah. cool. And so with, I guess it's also a class in our curriculum, um, you know, so there's a goal each semester for, you know, each group to accomplish. And so that's how they try to make it manageable with our class curriculum and doing the research is that there's a certain goal to achieve each semester to complete the project. And so it can be like first semester is just to pick a topic and come up with your mentor. Second semester, it can be um, creating the protocol and what you want to measure in your research and then just submitting that for IRB approval before you can go ahead and conduct whatever it is your group decides. So it's definitely manageable. And I think it's something that, you know, is very beneficial, at least for students to, you know, experience. Yeah, definitely. Get some exposure to research be very beneficial in the long run for a lot of students. So I think that that's a great thing USF is doing. So I'm thinking of some things that our school has. So do you have something called career coaches? We do. We call them a different name. I'm blanking on the name right now, but we do. It's like you're assigned to a faculty member and they're kind of like your guide throughout school. Is it kind of the same way? Um, we have, see, we have a faculty member, which is our faculty advisor. And then we get a career coach, which is supposed to help kind of help us um, grow professionally throughout our four years. And that one, it could be a faculty member, but most likely it won't be. And um, you kind of select your interests. Mine was someone that's involved in industry because um, we were talking off air. And I was just saying how you doesn't have that much industry opportunities yet. I definitely see that something that they're trying to improve. I feel like we're heavy into research, heavy into academia, heavy into clinical aspects of pharmacy and also community, but I still see uh, industry kind of lagging behind, which makes sense if you geographically because they're all up north. So it makes sense for the, the northern schools to be more involved in research, but, or sorry, in industry. But that's why I kind of wanted a career coach in industry, just in case if I ever felt like going that avenue, I could have one. So I think that's something... That's pretty cool. So I guess you don't really have something like a career coach at, um, at your school. Uh, I guess the closest thing that we have, it's like our academic success coach. So whenever you start at USF, you actually end up being randomly assigned to a faculty member and they kind of act as your guide. Okay. And so you would check up with them once a semester just to see how things are going. And if you need them to either look at your CV, a cover letter, anything that you may need professionally, they are there to help you with that. Um, so I would say that that's the closest thing that we have. Yeah, I would say that that's it. And that still works I mean, because you're having that person that you can go to. Because it's the same thing with, with our career coach. You can go to them. to Like mine, she um, looked at my CV. So it's like they could edit your CVs. They could um, help you kind of decipher which career path to go on. And same thing with the faculty. As long as you're having someone, I don't think it needs, you know, a specific person outside of the school or outside of that college of pharmacy. As long as you have someone, I think that's important. Yeah. And, um, that could also be very beneficial because you're probably, you know, really building that relationship. Because I know some people with faculty advisors, they don't always see them. 
but with with that with that coach it's like you'll see them and you could possibly build a relationship and get a letter of recommendation for whatever you want to do with your career so that's that's definitely a, a positive i don't see any issues with that so that's good all right let's see what else do you have any we have um what we call like ihop trips like study abroad programs does usf have any of those Study abroad programs? Yeah, so study abroad programs were over summer. We could travel to, I think it was like Japan, Australia, uh, Scandinavia for like two weeks and kind of um, expose them to pharmacy here and they kind of expose us to pharmacy there. And then also during the spring break, we have like the IHOT trips where um, it's basically a mission trip. Past years, they did like Haiti. I think three different cities in Mexico. Um, I think like Nicaragua or Guatemala. I don't remember like all the sites, but basically Mexico, Central America and also Haiti. Um, does your school provide anything like that? Now for anything, like as far as any study abroad, unfortunately, no, they don't provide those opportunities. I think that's a great thing for students to get exposure to. That's actually really neat that you guys have that resource. Um, there are mission trips available. Uh, they're more likely through the College of Medicine, however, but they are opportunities for students in the College of Pharmacy to get involved. I'm actually involved in one of those organizations. It's called Project World Health, and they're associated more with sending like help and medications to the Dominican Republic. Got it. So normally we would go during March, but of course with COVID, we're not going this year. But there are opportunities for pharmacy students to get involved with any form of medical mission. Yeah, and it's um, it's pretty similar to us because I think it's also the UF Med School really runs that operation. Mm -hmm. But pharmacy students are allowed to also like chip in, and we have like to, you have to apply. Actually, you got to be approved. You got to be selected because so many people want to do it, and there's like a limited amount that can go. But um, so, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like the UF Med students kind of run the show on that one with the mm -hmm. mission. The study abroad is like pharmacy. So that one is just like, if you have the money, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that one we don't have. Okay. Is there any other campuses besides the, the one in Tampa? It is just the Tampa campus for right now. Um, yeah. The university, at least the college, is in the process of moving the campus to downtown Tampa. So there was, within the past few years, the College of Medicine, which just opened their own, you know, huge tower in the middle of downtown along Water Street. Um, so they're going to be moving there. And it was a big mission for our dean to move along with them. So at the beginning of this upcoming fall semester is when we're projected to have our first semester downtown. I'll already be on my fourth year rotation, so I won't have my time there. But the college is projected to move. And so there are two floors, two to three floors of the facility that are rented out just for pharmacy. And there's a bunch of study space and classroom. But for right now, it's just the Tampa campus, yes. Okay, but that would be changing. That's exciting. Sometimes, sometimes things is exciting. I know um, the Orlando campus used to be in a popka before they moved to Lake Nona. So um, right. I know changes happen. With us, it's like the left side of our building is pharmacy based, and the right side is research based. So um, that's something that that's also there. So we're kind of like I don't want to say renting out to call you up, but we're sharing space, you know, with um, with the researchers that are on the right side. So kind of same thing with you. You kind of got your two floors, but you're also sharing the rest of that space. 
Okay. And then, um, let's see. As far as student orgs, I'm assuming you have like all the na like well-renowned national student orgs. Oh gosh, yes. We have APHA, <laughs> you know, ASHP, all the acronyms that you can think of. Okay. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there are some that um, UF has that we don't. But okay. the major like national organizations, yes, we pretty much have them. All right. I'm assuming you also have like a student ambassador program. A student, yes. So a student delegate program, I'm assuming that's probably the same kind of, you know, translated over where yeah. you have like certain students who act as the college representatives and then, you know, they help give tours, they help meet applicants, anything that the college needs where, you know, we can represent the college. Yeah, we have that as well. Okay. How about, you know, about, about how many of them? Mm -hmm. Oof. There are a lot because there, so it can last, you know, first year up until fourth year. Mm -hmm. And so you can apply your first year. And that really is like the first opportunity that students have for leadership in the college is being a student delegate. And you can apply every year after that. And you even if you stay throughout your time in pharmacy school, you move up in your position. So it's a student delegate and then a coordinator. And then from there around third, either third or fourth year, you can sit on the committee that assists with admission. So you can have a, a, like a say in which students you feel would be a good fit or which applicants you feel would be a good fit for the program. That is a big difference in us. So with us, we have the student ambassador program. That's actually different across each campus. So I think they're trying to standardize it, but I'm not there, so I don't really know. <laughs> but um, as far as our campus, we have like three different divisions. Um, one kind of focused on campus development, um, which I was a uh, chair of, and then another one that focused on um, kind of recruiting students, and then another one focused on new student planning and stuff like that. So we kind of split split up responsibilities. Um, none of them, and like you said, we also gave tours and things like that, but you would you would apply your first year. We just recently switched it. You can also apply your second year. So that's cool that um, USF already had that. You could apply every year because for us, it was only your first year you could apply. And now we kind of changed that to, I think we accept like a couple students in their second year if they want to apply because sometimes some kind of miss the cracks or, you know, they didn't have the courage to apply their first year. So now they're applying their second year and stuff like that. And none of us, at least to my knowledge, none of us really have any say on admission. But I think that is important because they're people. So there's personality. So they could put on a face in an interview or with a professor, but you kind of want to know or a faculty member, I should say, but you kind of want to know how they are as a, as a person. And that's something that maybe they'll kind of let the guard down more with students. And then that might be a better way for you to kind of judge their character and have at least some input, not final say. But I think it's important to have some input. And that's something that um, hopefully, if they do it, it might be the Gainesville campus that, that, that does it. But to my knowledge, the Orlando campus doesn't have like any input on students. That's, that's interesting to me. Is there anything else that you can think of that's specific to UF, USF, excuse me, or anything that's, um, that's just special that you would like to talk about? I mean, I'd be different. I guess for one thing I do want to note is that the college, as I mentioned, the college is under a big transition for moving. Mm -hmm. um, they're also in the transition of changing the curriculum as a whole. So right now we have, you know, we go by semester but starting during that transition, they're going to be incorporating block scheduling. So I can only speak on behalf of how the program is right now. 
yeah. future yeah. years, it's going to be more of a block schedule for them, which they hope will, you know, improve the um, opportunity for students to focus more on classwork. Um, but for right now, I can only speak on how the program is currently. And we have a block program. So that's interesting to know. So you are, your school is transitioning to that. And I don't see any issues with it. It's different, but I mean, that's just graduate school. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just get adjusted to it. I don't think there's any issues whether it's blocked or not. Um, now, as far as, uh, I just had a question and I have a horrible short term memory, so I'm forgetting it. It was about school. So with the block program, well, I guess their curriculum now. So with the curriculum now, is it kind of geared towards one class is focused on this disease state or these certain disease states? Or is it just like, hey, here's all the pharmacology of like all the drugs and then we're going to do um, administration or something else like along the lines? Like it's broken up versus like category or is it broken up kind of disease state? It's broken up more by disease state. So okay. usually, so in our therapeutics class, each semester is kind of like, for example, our spring semester of second year was more devoted to, you know, psych pharmacology. And so our lecture would be, take example, like, I guess, depression. So you would go over the pathophysiology for the disease state of depression, how it presents, and then you would start to then go through the drug classes and how they're utilized and any guidelines associated. Um, so that's how ours is kind of built up. So I kind of wish it was more of, you know, learn the pathophys and then learn the pharmacology, but they try to keep it more by disease state and everything associated with the disease state. We call our, our main courses of uh, patient care courses. So for example, I think it's patient care seven. Yeah, I'm pretty sure patient care seven is kind of like our neuropsych um, patient care. So I think we start off going over pharmacology of like everything and then kind of going towards maybe mechanism of action and then going to more specific disease states like um, depression and then Alzheimer's, OCD, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. So however they try to structure it, but it's kind of structured within modules. So sometimes it's broken up by, in the module, it could be broken up by the disease state within that module. So it's like pharmacology first, then mechanism of action. And then um, since you mentioned depression, we'll just say depressions. And then the next module will be starting off with pharmacology, mechanism of action, and then um, really going in on the medications and diagnose, diagnosis criteria and all that um, guidelines, like you said, with anxiety or something like that. So that's that's kind of how we do it. So there's not really much with that. Um, so that's that's pretty good because I think it's I think it's well structured that way. People have their own opinions. I learn. It all depends on how you learn. So that's why it's like I know some people kind of wish because that's how it used to be. Used to be like you got all the pharmacology. Um, I think before they made the transition, that was like three three or four years ago. I think they made that transition with our with our program where it used to be like you got all the pharmacology and then you got all the mechanism action, then you got all, all of this and et cetera, et cetera. So that's how it used to be. And I guess there was like feedback to switch it to this way. And I personally don't mind it, but I'm sure some people, you know, everybody learns different. So that's one that's going to be really up to the person. And that's why I kind of like how you can go within the module and learn how you learn. I learned better looking at the mechanism of action or in, and seeing the actual like medicinal chemistry so I kind of look at that first 
and then I'll go to pharmacology and then maybe then I'll go to like um, diagnostic criteria and et cetera, et cetera, and administration. And then I get to that and like pharmacokinetics and all that. So that's kind of my process, but everybody's different. And I think having those options within the module where you can kind of just pick and choose really helps you to just cater your learning the, the way to benefit you. So with the transition do you think that's going to be an issue as far as like driving and stuff like that being downtown i'm not sure how busy tampa is um so the area that the building is currently it's along a huge redevelopment of downtown and so it's not just you know usf that's taking that spot it's i would say like one two three about four other buildings are being built like right across the street or right next to it so it's a part of a huge redevelopment of downtown tampa so there unfortunately is expected to be a bit more traffic and we actually as students we're not sure exactly how the parking will work so we're kind of in the dark about that as well but currently the college of medicine is for the most part down there we don't interact too too much with the college of medicine but from what i hear it's been manageable so far so we'll just have to see yeah I hear Tampa has, has some bad traffic, but I mean, that's any big city. <laughs> so four or five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the same. <laughs> I just think it, it benefits us that our school, not anymore, but it used to be out in the middle of nowhere, but they developed so much around it. Um, so now it gets kind of busy when you're leaving around four or five, but if you live close to the campus, you know, you'll be fine. You don't have to worry about traffic, but if you live far, you might just want to hang out for another hour or two instead of just sitting in your car for an hour or two. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we relate on the traffic. No difference there. Um, so with your school, is there anything you kind of wish they would improve going forward? Any changes you kind of wish they would make? I would say one that at least me and my classmates have noticed that we feel the college can improve on is I would say more availability when it comes to choices for rotations. Mm -hmm. So we are not a hundred percent sure why, but it always seems like when it comes to either ranking, there's certain locations that you're wanting. Um, it's not as available. We feel, especially being in Tampa where there's so many hospitals and just so many resources here. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, underlying reasons as to why, uh, but there are opportunities to kind of facilitate making your own rotation site. So if you happen to have an internship at a hospital mm -hmm. or you work in a community pharmacy and you want to be with, you know, uh, where, where you work, you're able to speak with the Office of Experiential Education and they're able to facilitate creating that for you. But based off of what they provide from the get-go for students, uh, we feel like there can be more availability. Some students are finding they have to leave Tampa to fulfill a rotation for a couple weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of resources here, so we don't understand sometimes why, but I'm sure there are underlying reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because, like you said, there are a lot of big hospitals there. Mm -hmm. And along hospitals in general and if not in Tampa also in like St. Petersburg within the vicinity and one thing I would kind of say that's that um for everybody that's listening to pre-pharmacy is that one knock that I kind of have with Orlando is that it's basically ORMC or it's Advent Health is like the hospitals here and if you don't want to work 
for those companies for whatever reason you might have, or you kind of want to branch out to other hospitals, there's not that much diversity. But mm -hmm. definitely in the Tampa era, there's quite a bit of different type of hospitals. Um, there's also a VA, I believe, over there. So it's like you have a wide variety. We also have a VA in, in Orlando, but um, having the VA there, a lot of different, I think Advent Health is also in Tampa too. So you have a lot of different like domain hospitals that you can gain experience in, whether it's on rotations or on your hippie or on your like hospital rotations and stuff like that. And I think that's a great experience to have under your belt because you can kind of understand the culture at each of, with these different organizations and kind of determine in the future, you know, what if you're like at Tampa general, for example, and, um, you kind of experience like the Advent Health Tampa lifestyle. So, you, you know, they come calling and they try to hire you. You're kind of like, mm, maybe not. Like I experienced that culture before. And it's like, that's one thing I kind of wish we had more diversity because it's basically Advent Health in Orange or in Orlando. Yeah. So at USF, um, where the college is right now on main campus, there's actually like four hospitals that you can walk to. Wow. from where we're in class so you have advent health tampa which is like a five to ten minute walk just north of us the va is connected by an by a bridge and then on the east side you have moffitt which you can walk to through an underpass and then just south is shriners children's hospital wow. so there's a lot that you can get exposure to and a lot of our faculty tend to work in these facilities as well. So either residents or pharmacists from the community that want to teach, they come in from Moffitt when we had our oncology section. They come and teach this X cancer that you're learning about. Mm -hmm. And um, because we feel that USF is still relatively new, I would say like within the past 10, 11 years, we've only been existing. Um, the college is small. So the student size for the entire class is about 100 students. And so you get, when we are in class, you get more one-on-one -on -one with faculty. And since they work at like Advent Health or Tampa General or through daycare, it's easy to facilitate getting exposure of connecting with, I want to shadow this um, specialty. I want to shadow an emergency med, internal med, transplant, oncology, whatever it may be, you, those are there available for you. And that's big. That's Wow, I kind of wish I knew that <laughs> before I was applying. Um, no, that's big. That's, I think, really important to know if someone that's listening is really interested in clinical pharmacy, they believe they want to work in hospital or even in a, in a in pediatrics at a children's hospital to really gain that exposure. I think that's, that's pretty awesome. And to have those connections to your professors. And it just makes life so much easier when you have, when you know someone that can just connect the dots for you versus having to go out of your way to try to find a, find a connection and find your way into these hospitals to shadow. And, you know, that's something that's, that can be very difficult. And I'm sure with COVID right now, it's probably even more difficult for, for people to try to get in and shadow. But if you have a, a professor, if you have a faculty advisor um, or a faculty member that you just know, or maybe you don't know, but you're friends with one faculty person and that person knows somebody that works there and they can set that up. And that's what really pharmacy is a small world. You hear that a lot. The networking oh, all the time. Yes. You hear that all the time. All the time. And networking is, is key. And that's where that plays a big role. So that's, that's I think, a great selling point for USF is having those hospitals that are walking distance. Because mm -hmm. you'll, you'll get that. Um, I don't know if it's built yet because I haven't stopped by the Orlando campus, but they were building a hospital next to the Orlando campus. Um, we also had the VA that's very close by. I wouldn't walk there, but <laughs> it's very close. <laughs> probably like less than five minutes driving. 
but um, VA is always tough to get it, get inside. But yeah, because you guys are in Medical City, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know you guys have Nemours and the VA. Yeah, and then the College of Medicine. Yeah, yeah, and then the like the College of Medicine for like UCF is like right next to you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. They're out of those three, they're the closest, but they're building. I don't remember. I think it's a hospital. It's either a hospital or an emergency room. They're, I think it's a hospital. I don't remember which company, but they're building a hospital that's walking distance from our school. But um, it's it's not that much. Like it's like less than five minutes to drive to Nemours, drive to uh, the VA, or to the UCF College of Medicine. And I think that's one of the things that works out for us. It's being in Orlando. I don't know how how Jacksonville does things, but with Orlando, since we have the UC college, UCF College of Medicine, nursing, et cetera, we could always collaborate with them and get to do activities with them versus if we were in Gainesville, we would just do it with fellow UF um, students. And just like how you're at USF, you're saying like how you kind of do some things with the med students. So it's like you have that collaboration. We do. We just have it with a different college or a different university with UCF. So I think that's something that's still beneficial. It's a way to, you know, network a bit you're dealing with people from different professions but at the end of the day i think as long as you're practicing interprofessional collaboration as long as you have that within your university within your program i think that's that's a big plus and that's something that any pre-farm students should definitely look for and uh, oh absolutely absolutely like one thing that we have at usf it's called interprofessional education mm -hmm. and so it's usually incorporated where a couple students from pretty much most, if not all colleges within USF Health, they're given a similar patient case and they have to come together and usually in person, given COVID, um, we would in person, you know, discuss the patient case and then we would go about as a professional team. So medicine, pharmacy, um, physical therapy. I believe one year we had social workers there as well you know, go ahead and discuss and simulate, you know, talking to this patient as a group and reassuring them and interviewing them and going out planning a, a treatment recommendation for them. So that's something that USF really does try to incorporate. We usually do that about once a semester. Okay. Yeah, we have something similar. We have something similar, except it's with UCF. Every once in a while, we'll do something with UF like we did one event with U.S. Dental, so we had to go to Gainesville. And so oh, interesting. Because we had to go all the way over there. But I would make the most of it because I, I had friends there, so I didn't mind going. But I could see why a lot of people didn't like <laughs> going up there. <laughs> that uh, drive, man. Yeah, yeah, that drive. So I can understand that. But, yeah, so we have something similar. And um, we do the same thing about once, maybe twice a semester. Um, did you, uh, if, if you want to say, you don't have to share if you don't want to. Is there, um, through your experience, has there been one college that has been more difficult uh, to deal with in those interprofessional collaborations? You, uh, I, hear, I hear other, like my classmates usually say physicians, but the doctors have always been pretty, like pretty cool. Like they've always been very polite and not too strong-minded or anything. They were very open to things. For me, I would say it's usually been like the social worker or um maybe counseling has been like a little too aggressive and just like running the show but i wouldn't say i mean i feel like it would depend usually depending on what the case is uh one specialty may need to take more of a 
charge than the others. Um, so like, for example, our last interprofessional case, which just happened to be between pharmacy and med was, um, oh gosh, what was it? Sorry, I'm blanking. That's fine. It's like, it's like an, it was an opioid misuse case. So the patient was coming in to receive, you know, treatment for, you know, opioid addiction. And so that was more pharmacy heavy, mm -hmm. um, you know, recommending something that the patient could utilize to help alleviate at least temporarily some of, you know, the cravings that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. So it definitely depends on the case. I wouldn't say that there's necessarily a specialty that is more, you know, iffy or being very strong. We all have, yeah. So like we all, there are always those students who I feel in any program who tend to be like, you know, more strict or more, you know, lay back, but it just depends. Gotcha. All right. And then since you mentioned the rotation experience, you kind of wish that would change or improve. Um, on your rotations, have you... Have you been on rotation with people from other universities? Um, I have. I want so it was with LeCom. Uh, so LeCom is based out in Bradenton, I believe. And I was doing my institutional like hospital rotation this past semester. Mm -hmm. And um, when I went to um, my rotations are already fourth-year students there. So one from USF and then one from LeCom. Otherwise, I feel like it tends to be mostly USF students. I always feel like the USF students tend to like stay in Tampa. It's easier to facilitate, especially the community rotations here. So I feel like everyone just stays here and does them. But at least through speaking with other colleges, at least LeCom, that's our closest one. And every once in a while, we will try to facilitate events with LeCom. Really? Um, try to get them more involved. Yeah. So with us, so I'm involved with SSHP. Okay. Um, on campus, which is for listeners, it's like more of the hospital based focus for pharmacy. It's the best way I can compare it. Like the, the hospital based student organization. So if you want to work in a hospital, that's probably the student org you'll join. Yes, or if like you want to do residency after graduation. So we tend to every fall do a mentorship dinner where we invite pharmacists from the community surrounding hospitals, whoever wants to attend, and students from USF, and we invite LeCom over as well, students who are interested in coming to campus, and then we'll have a dinner and rotate tables so the students can meet all the pharmacists who are there who have different specialties. Um, the last dinner we had, there was a medical liaison, someone from infectious disease, oncology, um, critical care, pharmacy um, benefits managers. So we would have different specialties here for students to go ahead and introduce themselves, say what their interests are, just hear what different opportunities are there. And after that, we would go ahead and say to the pharmacists and students who are interested, you know, kind of do a match to see which students would go with best with which pharmacist and kind of act as like a liaison or mentor. Do you have like a career day? A career day? I wouldn't say so. I don't think we necessarily have a career day. Um, we just kind of utilize like organizations to kind of invite pharmacists in and speak about what they do and then learn about careers that way. I was going to say, we kind of have that, but that's more career day. 
for us where it's like um I don't believe it switches because throughout my entire experience, it was always in Gainesville. In Gainesville, so we go to Gainesville for the day, and there'll just be pharmacists of different backgrounds, kind of having a booth, and you just go talk to them and and um, see if there's anything interesting. And like you said, there's there'll be like you said any any type of pharmacist you can imagine would really be there. So it's <laughs> like um, that's kind of I guess would be our version of that. I don't believe any student orgs. They some student orgs probably do do something like that, but we have one like through the university. So that's why I was just asking. Yeah, that is nice. That's something that maybe I can bring up and maybe they can help facilitate. Yeah, maybe pitch that, pitch that to the, to the, to the board, pitch that to the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, hopefully, yeah. And most people are receptive to feedback. So, and that's also something that's kind of beneficial from this is kind of learning from you and um, seeing what, what you all are doing. Like, huh, maybe that's something cool that we could add to our program too. Um, so anything, anything to improve and better our schools, I think that's, that's great. And also to help the listeners make a conscious decision on where to go to school. Absolutely. Um, okay. So, so mainly, um, and I think that's cool that you guys are actually going out of your way to reach out to them. Like that shows that your school has, the students there have. So I think that's really, really awesome that you all are reaching out to a whole nother university that you don't have a relationship with. Um, just to kind of help their students also gain exposure. So props to you, like round of applause, definitely to all of you for doing that. Is there any advice that you'd give to these pre-pharmacy students listening on how to apply or select which uh, pharmacy school to apply to? Let's see, I'm trying to think when I was applying. Um, one thing that I was definitely um, thinking about was what was the structure? Mm -hmm. um, definitely looking at how the information is delivered and investigating and seeing how the college, you know, what are the goals and what are like the pillars of the college and what they believe in. Um, of course, I always also looked at, you know, what was the cost? What was the tuition? So, you know, as you know, as well, Joven, that farm school, it's expensive. Yes, it is. So it was also a big piece in my decision mm -hmm. for USF as well. It was just slightly cheaper than than UF is, um, so it also kind of you know swayed me. Also, I'm also from Tampa, so you know I was able to live at home and save money from not having to move. So I'm trying to think of anything else. I would also say just the fact that it was in Tampa with the other hospitals being here, I kind of knew that there would be opportunities to gain exposure and gain some connections that I, that I personally felt like I may not receive from going to Gainesville. Okay. I could, that could, I could be totally wrong. Cause I know you guys have like Shans up at Gainesville, yeah. which is a big, 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 big facility. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that I set myself in a place where I can, you know, get that exposure. So that's something else that I also considered. Okay. And did you, as a pre-pharmacy student, know that you wanted to go a uh, hospital route? Not necessarily. Um, I usually figured that I would end up going the hospital route because I knew the community environment wasn't, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. um, the pace. Um, definitely is not for me and like at least in the community setting so i'm still kind of experiencing like what specialty i want to get into my goal after school is definitely residency okay but right now just getting through third year and seeing what you know happy rotations have to offer
Got it. Yeah, rotation is really helpful. You kind of have a clearer picture of what you want to do. And if you're still unsure, I think a residency is a good opportunity to kind of nail down exactly what you want to do. So with that being said, with your university, do you feel like it kind of caters to hospital, kind of caters to maybe community research? I know you mentioned is a big deal. Um, what about industry or compounding? Um, any other, like veterinarian pharmacy, things like that? Do you feel like um, maybe any niche pharmacy, do you think your school has like any, any structure with that? Any? I will definitely say the program gears students to prepare for a hospital clinical setting. That's the, I would say the biggest way the college prepares students is to go into that area. Community is definitely an option, but it's not like, I wouldn't say it's the biggest focus. They really want to push the students to, you know, be in hospital and do more than what you would normally see in the community setting. That option, of course, is still available but it's definitely like pushing towards hospital. And then of course the research. With regards to industry, it's there a little bit. There are some companies who would come in and talk about, you know, PBMs, what they do. Some industries do come in and speak, but I wouldn't say it's the biggest push from USF for students to do industry either. Definitely hospital. As far as, one thing that I wish they did offer um, that I know that UF offers is more opportunities to, you know, gain, gosh, what's it called? I get, cause I know that UF has different like math, like masters and certificates that you can do. Yeah. You get very different types at USF. Currently it's only one and it's like in pharmaceutical nanotechnology. So that I will say actually is very industry based, but it's also very research based, mm-hmm. but that's the only master's, um, currently that you can do in the College of Pharmacy, but they also have a teaching concentration, which is very popular, at least with my class. A lot of students go into the teaching concentration, which does help for when you um, go into residency, you're going to have to teach, or even as a pharmacist, you know, you're going to have to teach someone at some point. So a lot of my classmates are involved with that. Um, You just made me think of something. Do you have a lot of dual degree programs there? So right now it's just the pharmaceutical nanotechnology. So okay. they do have it set up to where if you are interested in going to industry or doing research, or if you're just fascinated with that area, you can do your PharmD degree on top of getting your master's or getting a certificate. So they do have that built in, but right now it's, it's the only one that we have. All right. Yeah. And I wasn't sure because I thought the nanotechnology was a certificate, but if you can get a master's in it. Okay. So yeah, so with our school, I think they're kind of pushing away. We we had the dual degree for the for the law one, the JD, PharmD, but that went away when I was a first-year student. And I don't think that's coming back. And then the PharmD MBA, I think they're kind of pushing students away from that and having them get like a, um, what's it called? Master's in like public affairs, really, or health and public affairs rather than doing the MBA. But it's like you could always get your MBA after school anyway. So it's like there's not really a need to get it while in school as far as a dual degree. And I guess any master's really, you could probably just put it online. So it's like it's not really needed to do it through the school. But if you know for a fact you want to do that, it might be something um, if you're listening to kind of look into and see if your school provides that and how long they will be providing that. Because that's something that could be the way I know that happened to 
a colleague that I met not too long ago, he actually wanted to join UF because it was one that had one of, one of the few programs that had a farm DJD. And then we're both in the same class and our fir- first year is when they got rid of it. So he literally came here and then that went away. So it's like kind of finding out, see how long they plan on keeping something, if they're willing to share that information. There might be something to look into. All right, so that's cool. So yeah, we do have multiple certificates, too many for me to name. Um, I know we have like one in personalized medicine and a whole bunch of other certificates that you could just apply for, do things um, either on your own or you might have to pay and do courses, but um, it's nice. You know, it's, it's, if it's something you're interested in, why not do? And if it's being brought to you, usually it's on a discount compared to the normal price if you weren't a student. So definitely take advantage of that. That's something that you could always have on your seat for the rest of your life. So that's, that's, I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So I guess with that, that's it for the questions that I have for you. Do you have any questions for me before I let you go? Uh, I'm trying to think. How does, how is life in Orlando as compared to some of your colleagues that are in either Jacksonville or Gainesville? Is this a program? How's the program set up with the separate campuses? Okay. So as far as scholastically, I would say it's the same because we all have class together. It's just going to be like, um, we all have our certain rooms that we would go to in class. So basically with us, it's, you have lectures that you'll walk at home and you kind of study them and you go to class and you take a quiz. And then after that, you kind of, um, your teacher, what we call active learning sessions will kind of incorporate the things that you were supposed to go over before and kind of teach you on, on that. And with that, all three classes will be there. The only time that you're not going to be with the other classes, so the classes in Gainesville and the class in Jacksonville is when it's your skills lab. That's when it'll just be just you and your class. But Gainesville and Jacksonville will also be going on at the same time. But you won't be like zoomed in to see what's going on in Jackson, what's going on in in um, Gainesville. So it's basically the same school. Um, we all have the same teachers that are teaching an assignment tests are made by the same people. There's no difference with that. So it's all the same across the board. Now, as far as opportunities, I think research, I don't know about Jacksonville too much, but research is definitely big at the Orlando campus and also at the Gainesville campus. Obviously it's gonna be bigger at Gainesville, but I would also say the type of research um, you're interested could also play a factor. I don't know now, but I know previously I, I did cancer research at, I know cancer oncology was a big like research aspect of the Orlando campus. So I don't know going forward because I know that teacher got a new position. So I don't know going forward how that will be at the Orlando campus and what that research will be based on if it's going to be more infectious disease or whatnot. But with Gainesville, it has all the research possible that if there's anything you're interested in doing research in, there's probably a professor working on it. So that's one of the big things, one of the big benefits of being in Gainesville, I would say, is the research component. Um, majority of your professors will be there, and that could be a good or bad thing because there's a lot more students in Gainesville, so it might be harder for you to stand out. Whereas in Orlando, there's less students, and you're going to see the same teachers all the time because it's all one building. And Jacksonville, I believe it's within a hospital, so it's like you'll also see um, – I believe you'll see like your professor a lot as well. 
but Gainesville might be different. Like after class, you may not see them at all. Like walk, maybe walking around occasionally, but it's like, hey, their offices are right here. You just go to the fourth floor if you want to go chat with them or say hello. So it's like, I kind of like that aspect of where it's kind of more intimate and more personal because it's all in one building. You know where they are. <laughs> you can find them if you need them. So um, you can definitely, it's easy to reach out and it's easy for them to come to your events on campus because all they got to do is come downstairs versus if they're working at maybe Shands and there's traffic um, or if they're working at like maybe the VA or something and they have to drive from the VA all the way or, or a clinic if they're like an Amcare focused professor and they got to drive from the clinic all the way to campus and because of uh, traffic or something they missed out on whatever event your student organization is having. So I think that that plays a big benefit for us. Um, it's a lot more intimate, a lot more personal. And I would say as far as a student, like this is, I believe it's true. And teachers have asked me about this, teachers from Orlando and also professors from Gainesville, none from Jacksonville. I don't know. I'm not too close with any from Jacksonville, but they've either expressed or they asked me like, how are we all super close <laughs> in Orlando? So we, we have a, we're like real friends here. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like you're, you're some people, they're acquaintances and, and colleagues, but we're real friends in Orlando. Like we're, we, we call ourselves a family and we actually mean it. So we do a lot of stuff together. Um, we're very close knit. We all look out for each other. We all want to help each other. I don't know about other campuses, backstabbing or anything like that. But as far as Orlando, like we definitely just want the best for each other. And that's something that I kind of looked into. I didn't know that was the culture here. Um, and I don't know if it's the same in games, but I honestly haven't asked. And I feel like it's probably not if teachers <laughs> mention that or ask me. Um, how are we so close? But I think it's just because smaller class size and um, we're all in that one building. We're all just there together. So it's like we're either going to struggle through, we're either going to struggle together or succeed together. <laughs> so there you cool. go. See, that's awesome. Yeah. I would say that's the big difference. But Jax, I honestly don't know much about, but majority of the professors will be Gainesville and Orlando. And you'll have um, some in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is in a hospital. And yeah, that's all I can say. I really don't know much about Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. But they have the smallest class size. That much I do know. Um, now, outside of that, I would say Orlando is great because, as I mentioned before, you have Advent Health and ORMC. And Advent Health has like five or six sites in the area. So if you're interested in a hospital, there's a lot of um, opportunities to kind of shadow or maybe be a pharmacy intern mm -hmm. or, um, in a hospital. Of course, there's a lot of community sites that you can get a um, pharmacy internship. Same thing I would say in Jacksonville as far as community. It's a big city, so I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities. Hospitals, I don't know how many hospitals are in Jacks. So I don't know how many clinical, how many hospital internships you can get as a student, but I doubt it's going to be as much as Orlando. And same thing with Gainesville, because I'm only familiar with Shams there. And I don't know how many pharmacy interns they take on. So it's like here, like I said, you have like five or six Advent Health sites. You have multiple RMC. There's other hospitals too, but those are just the big ones. So it's like there's, you know, a good amount of pharmacy interns that are going on and also the VA as well that they also, um, I think it's called a Valor Internship. That you can, um, you could intern at the VA. And like I said, they just built a hospital next to our campus. So now there's going to be even more possible pharmacy intern 
um, opportunities there. So I think that's also something to kind of think about if you want to work while in school. That's something that you should also kind of consider is like how many job opportunities will be available to me if you're in a small city versus like a bigger city. And um, so, yeah, I would say th those are probably the differences. I would say we're a bit more intimate, a lot more closer. Um, I think we have close relationships with our professors as well because of that. And um, as far as learning, it's all the same across the board because we all have classes at the same time, skills lab at the same time, there's no difference. So classrooms all the same, but I would say it's a bit more personal in, um, in Orlando. And plus we have Disney, so that's always a good, a good stuff. That's always a plus. I'm <laughs> stressed, yeah. I leave it go to Disney. <laughs> no, legit, there'll be people that, as soon as class is done, they're already at Disney and you just, like check Snapchat, like, oh my gosh, like, how'd you get this so fast? But <laughs> um, yeah, no, legit, after a, a rough exam, you might just head out there to, to brighten your mood. For sure, we've experienced those, all of us. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And you'll need that in, um, in, in graduate school, period, whether it's oh, farm yes. or the profession. Um, you'll need a, a good outlet to relieve stress and um, frustration. So sometimes going to a fun place like Disney or Universal or even going because, you know, it's hot in Florida and we got the we got the water parks now. They can also go to. So a lot of options. So um, with that, is there uh, any other questions that you have for me? Um, off the top of my head, no, I don't think I have anything. No? All right. So with that, we can go ahead and end the episode. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, Victor, is there a good email, a good LinkedIn, Facebook, social media that you prefer? Um, email works just fine. I'm happy to provide that. So if anyone has any questions, at least for the USF program, I'm happy to answer anything. So you can reach me at uh, victorp at usf.edu. Awesome. And I'll just, um, put that in the show notes that we have. That way anybody listening, um, they could just see that real quick and go ahead and email you. And as always, guys, um, we're on all the major streaming platforms except for Google Play. They don't like us for some reason. Um, still working on Spotify. Spotify, we're on there. Like us, subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts, search for Capital Production Podcast. We're on there as well. Go ahead and subscribe, uh, download. Tune in to us. Um, Victor, I don't know if you know this, but we have an Instagram page as well, uh, Capsule Production Podcast. And what we do on Thursdays, we call it Test Your Knowledge Thursdays. So on Thursdays, we, uh, on our story, we post like a Netflix related type question. So a quick, um, I think you have like 10 seconds to answer the question. And then usually on Friday or maybe sometime over the weekend, we post a rationale to the correct answer and, and um, why that is, why that was the correct choice. So, and um, we're working on some other things, but as of right now, that's basically what we do with our Instagram. We try to just put out some content. So usually it's either Netflix or anything, maybe a preceptor asks me or one of my co-hosts, um, Sean, Rachel, Alvin, or other pharmacy students that I know where it's like, they've been asked a question. I'm like, oh, I think that would be good. Um, let me go ahead and put this, um, have one of us go ahead and put this on the Instagram for the poll. So definitely uh, tune in on Thursday. So that's something you're interested in. Um, any pre-pharmacy students, feel free to follow us on Instagram um, and learn. You know, why not learn in advance? You know, start preparing now for for the NAPLEX or start building that clinical clinical knowledge now because why not? You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in this profession, why not? So, like I said, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. You can also uh, find us on Facebook too, Capsule Production Podcast. We're also on Facebook. You can like our page, and um, that's about it. So, Facebook, Instagram, and 
uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere except for Google Play. So uh, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to Victor or you can reach out to myself on the on our Instagram page at Capsule Production. There is a link tree and you can find um, on the link tree, you can find a link to my LinkedIn, my Facebook page, Sean's Facebook page, um, Sean's Instagram, I think also Rachel, Alvin, and a couple pharmacists that we also work with. Um, you can find their LinkedIn's on there as well. So if you have any questions for any of us, please feel free to reach out to us. And if you don't, you just want to follow and um, kind of build a connection, start networking early, because as we said earlier, pharmacy is a small world. So go ahead and do that too. You can definitely reach out. So thank you guys for listening. Um, until next time.